There is over a trillion dollars of waste in supply chains today. The net zero carbon emission is something that corporates are taking very seriously. To meet these objectives, they're going to have to take into consideration CO2 emissions. Hi, and welcome back to Net Zero Carbon. I'm Tyler Cole, your host, and this is the show at Freight Waves, where we talk about decarbonizing value chains, focusing on freight fuels and energy. Today, I'm joined by Diego Bertazzolo of Avancargo. Diego, how are you? Hi, Tyler. How are you? I'm very well. Where does this recording find you? Where is home? We're in Buenos Aires, Argentina, South, South America. <laughs> Summertime. Summertime right now. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we met recently. Um, I saw a post that was online mentioning you guys, and I did some research and was just fascinated by the story and decided to have to have you on because we need a little South American flair. We also need a little more proof that globalization and sustainability is going to keep marching forward. So I'm excited for the listeners to hear your story. And maybe that's the best place to start. So Avancargo, uh, trucking on demand service based in Argentina with services in Chile and uh Uruguay, Paraguay, why don't you catch us up on, on what you guys do and where you are? Okay, great. Uh, okay, thanks for having us, first of all. Uh, and excuse my English also to begin with. Um, we are, as you mentioned, a, a B2B tracking platform. Uh, we were born in Argentina, in Buenos Aires. Um, we started working nationwide in 2018, basically with the, the, the big idea of connecting offer and demand in supply and demand in this in this fragmented market. Um, um, what we did is building the technology uh, to put all the parts together of, of, of this market and uh, start providing an, an on-demand service where we are, we are acting as a, a broker, a digital broker in the market. And since 2021, sorry, uh, we opened Uruguay and Chile, where we also uh, started with the cross-border business. But basically, we are a digital broker. Uh, we think that technology can uh, help a lot in, in being more uh, efficient in, in the industry. And over that, with, with technology, we are providing many services. But uh, basically, we are trying to uh, push our users to uh, digitize to be more efficient with the tools they use to to help them that in many cases family companies uh, to help them to be uh, more professional in their everyday work right now um, and to finish with this intro we are we have over 20,000 uh, registered companies in the platform uh, more than 80,000 trucks audited and well that, that's what we are right now that's a quick growth story. I'd love to hear a little bit more about you and the founders and how you guys got started. And oh, by the way, parece que hables muy bien. You're doing very well with your English so far. We'll keep it going. <laughs> Great. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, it's a little bit rusty. Um, we were three co-founders. Um, all the all the startups uh, or all the ventures started in the uh, in an MBA. Basically, we were studying here. Uh, we were doing a, a project, and we started thinking in, in this platform from the for the industry. The three of us were working in the logistic industry uh, at that time. We all found that, that there was a big gap, information gap, transparency gap, a big, a big opportunity to start building these these bridges. 
you know, we 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 were seeing the, the first steps of companies like Convoy in the, in the States or, or Transfix or Uber Freight. And basically what we've seen was that uh, nothing like that was was going around uh, here. Um, there is a big competitor in Brazil, CaroX, of course, but uh, apart from that, in Latin America, not many ventures doing uh, doing nothing with technology. Basically, the, the pains were pretty much the same. We have a very fragmented industries, very all small and medium companies in, in, in the trucking or, or on the carrier side, uh, lacking digital tools, uh, lacking transparency, um, with a lot of waste. Of course, 30, 40% of the trips are being done empty. Basically, all the figures are more or less the same than the ones you were going to hear in, in the States or Europe or whatever. The, the industry is more or less the same. The difference here in Latin America is that we have even less tools or, or, or we studied Avancaro from, um, from below. Uh, why? Because here we still lack other basic tools. For example, TMS on the shipper side is kind of weird to find. It's not, it's not easy, even in big companies, even in companies like Walmart in, in Argentina, for example. So when we start building Avancaro, the, the, the big pain was not only building the, our technology, but also building the, the, the bridges to where our customers, shippers and carriers, were doing the everyday work. And many times that everyday work was a spreadsheet or a paper and pen. So we started with an idea, which was building the, the convoy of Latin America, but we found, we found in the middle of the road that uh, we have to build that, but also we have to build some other tools for the everyday work in order to get and catch all, all this information. So that's a little bit of uh, the first steps here. Really, really interesting insights. And we could probably do a whole separate podcast about just South American founders journey, right? And understanding, <clears throat> taking the best ideas of one geography, plugging it in and then finding oh, well, to support this, we can build this tool on top of it and this tool on top of it and see how the, the company grows organically. I would actually like to do that. We should volunteer and do that on a separate time. But I want to I want to keep it focused more specifically on sustainability and sustainability initiatives. And you mentioned one, digitization is a way to reduce waste, reduce empty miles, reduce empty time, resources, just conserving and being good stewards of what we've been given. What are some other initiatives have you, have, as you have gone to market and started engaging and onboarding customers, what are you hearing in South America um, that's similar or different for just trucking sustainability initiatives? What are customers asking for? Well, here, uh, differences, I, I think we are some, some steps behind of what it's being done in, in the States, Europe or Asia. Um, basically, for example, in regarding fuels, alternative fuels, and uh, and so on, uh, we don't have still many many work done there. Um, what what we have been asked for, and we are working on in, in the last uh, let's say two or three quarters, is in uh, machine tools. Uh, basically, things that are apparently very how uh, do you say small, but still not not sold in the market, which is knowing what is your footprint, what is your your provider footprint, and, and, and how that works. 
basically we are we are launching right, right now this month um, uh, the second the, the 2.0 version of our tracking system for for carbon dioxide footprint. Um, in that way, we are adding um, also some uh, let's say educational tools for for carriers how to be more. Uh, uh, Sorry, I, I'm not finding the word, but to be more efficient uh, in their everyday work and how that it impacts in consumption. Basically, uh, the, the, the first thing to tell here is that there is, I believe there is, and we see there is some conscious about uh, uh, environment, but uh, at the end of the day, the thing that moves everyone to or push everyone is, is money. So when we link, carbon dioxide footprint with uh, fuel consumption, it's easier to change behaviors. And talking about the carrier side, when you show them then uh, aerodynamics, the, the truck or, or tire pressure or small things they can do to, to, to lower consumption and, and, and to be more efficient in cost, then they start listening. On the other side, we think there is a big opportunity in, in, in changing behaviors regarding how you choose uh, a truck. I, I'll put this uh, as simple as I can uh, in, in my English, not in the idea. Um, but basically, um, when you talk to shippers, mindset always big shippers, right? We work with big companies here, big multinational companies. Um, and, and basically, they talk a lot about environment and environmental uh, things they can do. But at the end of the day, um, the Procurement is looking for price. What we're trying to do is to change a little bit that showing or, or, or being more, um, uh, putting some more information at the moment of, of decision. So far, what you can find in platform like Avancargo or, or in the market is price. It's basically, we go, to, we go to from point A to B and price will be 10, nine or eight. Right now, what we're working with this measurement is not also show, not only showing how much uh, will be that the footprint for, for that trip, but also what are the available options, what is the deadhead of those available options, and how much uh, it will, uh, um, let's say, pollute. And we, and we are pricing this also in order to somehow start working on the um, compensated uh, freight but also trying to normalize um, uh, conditions. Uh, so penalizing, uh, I don't know, big trucks for uh, some, uh, a small number of pallets or penalizing those with uh, uh, older engines or whatever. So these are some, some things we're trying to, what we're deploying right now. Um, to, to be honest, we don't have a big pressure from the market still in Latin America. But we see this as an opportunity to be, let's say, one step ahead. You're absolutely on the right track. And if I could just summarize some of the offerings there, because there's, we could blow that up and, and talk about seven different buzzwords, right? Whether that's footprinting methodology, whether that's predictive purchasing decision making, trying to reduce emissions, whether that's scenario optimization or modeling your um, your freight network, thinking about multimodal future opportunities and how you guys can grow into that. You're trying to push the the limits of what's possible today in a non-digital world. And there's so much white space for you guys to explore that it's very exciting to hear. Well, actually, actually, one thing I, I didn't 
I, I didn't tell you that, that you mentioned is, is multimodal uh, transportation. We, we started working with a, a JB with a, um, a shipping company between Uruguay and Argentina and, and building uh, a different offer there. Basically, regularly, you, when you go from Buenos Aires to Montevideo, which is in a straight line, 300 kilometers, you have to do like 1,000 kilometers because of the crossing the river, and we're trying to, to, to change that. So they are small steps so far, but uh, we try to see everything as an uh, ecosystem, you know. <laughs> And it truly is. And you can have outside benefits. I mean, you're starting on the measuring process for, for customers to give them better data, because honestly, today, there's not good data in South America, period, to get an average emissions factor like you have in Europe or North America or Asia. So starting somewhere is important. But at the same time, we don't have the luxury of waiting. You have to continue to educate truckers on what they can do to re- save money reduce emissions, reduce fuel spend, and simultaneously educating shippers on how you procure better with sustainability in mind. So I love that you guys are tackling all three. I think that's admirable. Okay, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Now we just want to scale you guys to make a lot more money and expand to other markets, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, yeah, as you say, and and, and on the other side, of course, we are not going to uh, lie here. It's also a business opportunity. Right? Green business, uh, at least as we see it, uh, it's also the, the future. So we're trying to, to merge both things here. Do you see, maybe give me a little um, just background on, on the markets. We have a, a an aging driving population here in the U.S. Um, I think the average average driver age has got to be in the 50s. And it's not a job that younger millennials or Gen Z are really excited about. Maybe electric vehicles changes that a little bit, maybe. Is it similar in Latin America or is it more diverse? What's the, the lay of the land just from the carrier marketplace? From the carrier, uh, to be honest, I don't have the, the, the medium age. Uh, probably should be, we can get that information. So I'll, I'll, I'll try to get in a, to have the, the straight numbers, but could be around 40s, 50s, probably, more 40s. Um, it's a job that is not the, a sexy job, of course. Um, also, in the post-pandemic, um, we've seen that uh, at, at least 5% of the fleet uh, get out, get off the, the route. Um, basically, people leaving, quitting or, or leaving the job or doing something else. So we have a, like a, a little bump there. Uh, the main difference between Latin America and the States uh, is that uh, here we don't have uh, uh, plenty uh, markets, uh, job markets, you know, or, or we still have a lot of room of people uh, needing to work. So probably gaps are, are, are smaller, but it's also a, it's also a problem. Uh, the, the post-pandemic was a big problem. The industry is still analyzing what happened. Probably it's not only one reason, but uh, 2021 and 2022, mostly uh, we had a lot of trouble. Every shipper has trouble uh, finding uh, trucks. So it's uh, many people uh, get, get off of the business. Uh, still, we didn't recover uh, all of the, those positions. Yeah, really interesting and a lot of similarities between other markets in North America as well. Um, we're a lot more similar than we like to think. 
it's easy to get caught up in our own bubbles. But at the end of the day, and that honestly is why I enjoy sustainability and supply chains, because they're global, because everybody's fighting similar battles, and we're all unified by the struggle, right? I think that's important for us to remember. Is there a, um, a, a background superhero story to Diego and why you, why you want to incorporate and infuse sustainability as part of the mission at Alvin Cargo? I don't know. I believe we are. Of course, we, we believe in this. We are all under a, a young team under the, the 40s. I don't know if young, but not so old. So <laughs> we, we, <laughs> uh, we, we want to consider as millennials, you know. Um, but basically, it's not a, I don't know if it's a big story. We, 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 we like what we do. We, we think this is, this is important for us, for our children. Uh, we are in, in countries where probably these kind of topics are not mainstream yet. Uh, we have other struggles. We have other uh, survival issues in Latin America. But still, we need to see this because it's not so so far away, the, 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 the problem, you know. And, um, and we can do, uh, as mentioned, uh, of course, this all goes together. We, we, we have, I believe... We have a mission, we have something we can do. In our industry, on the other side, it's kind of a big issue, but also easy. Uh, let me try to explain this. Uh, here, costs rules in, in every way, and, and, and it's very easy to connect cost with a mission. It's very easy to connect waste with being uh, uh, given a better service. So it's kind of... Uh, very straightforward for us thinking uh, in, in, in how we can reduce impact, how we can reduce waste for us, of course, for our customers, and in that way, providing a better service uh, for the industry. It's, uh, uh, I don't know if it, if it is the best explanation. Uh, it's what can I do in English, but it's kind of... <laughs> um, we, we, see, we see this very natural in our industry. You know, it's, We need to go that way. Because in many ways, bien dicho, well said. Yeah, it almost seems seems so obvious that you look around, you're like, "Why? We can do more of this. Let's go!" Right? Is it? Um, tell me a little bit about the team. Is the team growing? Are you guys able to to recruit and and hire and move faster? What's the lay of the land and and a group? Yeah, we we had a a great year. We are like forty people right now. We started. 15 in the team, we're uh, almost 40 uh, today. We have a, a great a great year and growing. And um, yeah, of course, we have our headaches with the tech team. It's always a, a problem here in the States and everywhere, uh, but uh, but growing. And um, no, and, and this year what changed for us a lot that also helped us to focus probably on, on new topics is that we start building uh, uh, some strong customers uh, with strong contracts in the long term. So companies in, related to, to, to agribusiness, related to, to commodities like, like BAF, like Singenta, um, like uh, well, Vista Energy, which is a local oil producer, help us also um, investing more in people and investing more in the long term. So we are, we are finishing a very good year. Very exciting and great customer base for emissions measurement and calculation as well when you talk about agribusiness and oil and gas sectors. And an area in the U.S. at least that 
has some digital tools, but not as many as you would think. Since I, I used to work upstream in the upstream fuel supply chain, and it's still very analog even here in the U.S. So I'm glad to see maybe you guys are taking the lead for LATAM in that. Well, well, well basically, right, right now in the upstream market, we, we are building some new uh, new developments in the in the platform. But uh, as you said, they have digital tools, but very fragmented and, and, and for many topics. And now we're trying to, to merge a little bit more the information. Excellent. What's uh, what's 2023 got in store? Uh, well, we have many uh, challenges, uh, but basically one of our main goals for next year is, is stabilize, stabilizing our, our customer base, is entering some new industry with great potential here in, in LATAM, which is uh, the, the lithium in the minery um, uh, sector and the, the lithium industry. We are, we're starting with a contract next year. Also a very good place to, to start working on, on, on environmental tools. And opening Paraguay and Brazil, which is our next step in the cross-border business. Nice. Excellent. Best of luck. We're going to have to have you on later next year to get an update and see how things are going. Before Thanks. we leave, <laughs> maybe you can help me out with some translations. There's some some ESG verbiage I want to see if I can get in Spanish so I can have it in my back pocket. Okay. So uh, how do you say, como se dice, carbon footprint in Spanish? Huesha de carbono. Huesha. 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 Which is footprint. Okay. Carbono. Carbono. Which is carbon dioxide, all the uh, all the oxide carbono, which would be carbon dioxide. Huella carbono, that's carbon footprint. Yeah, here we, we, it's like uh, carbon footprint is huella uh, de carbono. Okay, huella de carbono. Excellent. What about um, como se dice scope, as in scope one, scope two, scope three emissions? Uh, etapa. Etapa. Uh, stage. Yeah. We, yeah. It's not exactly. Uh, you got me there. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's etapa. Actually, scope in Spanish it's it's alcance. Alcance. Uh, the, the meaning, but but it, it, if not, if I'm not wrong, it's used as etapa. Okay. Uh, Alcanzar. Does that mean to go up? Okay. I'm sorry. Alcanzar. What does that word mean? Alcanzar is rich. Oh, okay. Well, we're rich in carbon dioxide. We got to get to work. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that um very much appreciated no i really enjoyed learning about your journey in avancargo avancargo and i look forward to having you guys on soon and getting an update thank you very much thank you very much for having us taylor and well great what you're doing here gracias hasta luego